Now we have our final player group to talk about. We are actually going through this behemoth of a squad pretty pretty well so far. So um, next up, and this one, I don't think there's going to be much much contention here, but it is Mr. Obama who? Obama what? What do you do with Pierre-Emerick <laughs> Aubameyang? Uh, I, would, uh, I would sell. If we could gift trap him. Okay, that's not fair. I would sell. I would sell Aubameyang. He's... He's he's been in and out of Premier League teams, and the way he left Arsenal wasn't pretty. And then we he went to Barcelona and actually did very well. And now we we brought him back, and then Tuku that got him was sacked, and so he's in limbo again because uh, Porter doesn't fancy him. Lampard comes in, says all these things about wanting to play with a striker. And then not also starting him, so it's it's been it's been in and out, and I and it seems to to me that Baka wants him back. I don't know, but I would sell Aubameyang because he's thirty three now, and I I don't know if I don't know if uh, if if Pochettino wants to get involved in that. So I'll I'll sell Aubameyang. That that one is quite easy for me. I don't even think Aubameyang wants to stay as it is. So that's that just helps because he wants to go and. We also want to get rid of him. He was unregistered from the Champions League last season. I think he was our highest scorer in it, but he was unregistered from the Champions League last season. He was left out of several match day squads, entire match day squads for weeks. So it seems we don't have any plan for Aubameyang. He's just taking up space and not earning tiny wages. So I would say. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be much disagreement there. Uh, yeah, we, even though we're thin in the position... I think you got to move on. It's a really, really bad decision to bring him in to begin with, but the circumstances were different when he was brought in than where they are today. Uh, next up, this one is for you, Score. This one's going to be maybe for some of our listeners. You know, this side of the this side of the Atlantic, a little more interesting. But what do you do with Christian Pulisic? Uh, so, uh, I, uh. He's always been a very frustrating player for me because there's been moments where he showed a lot of talent, especially obviously the post-lockdown period. And then in flashes since then, you see moments where he's got this incredible pace, getting behind, score goals. Um, but a combination of things, like obviously the injuries, um, you know, he's, he's just not reliable from a fitness point of view. Um, one year left on his contract, I think. Uh, no signs that he's going to renew or he even wants to renew. Uh, I don't think he wants to stay, personally. I think um, he's not playing. He hasn't played much, even when he's been fit. Um, I think he, yeah, I think you could probably still get a bit of money for him. Like, like, I think he's got 
11 million pounds amortized value left. And then, so if you sell for like 20 million, you get a 9 million pounds profit. Uh, and that's the value that people have been putting on him. Um, Italian clubs are interested in him. Apparently Milan, Juventus, both interested. I think we should sell. Uh, and, you know, he was part of the Champions League winning squad. So um, he was part of that run and deserves a lot of credit for that. Um, scored in the semi-final. So he had, he's had a good Chelsea career and he's had a, he's won trophies at Chelsea. Um, so he deserves credit for that, obviously, and his role in that. Uh, but I think it's time to, I think it's best for all parties that he moves on. And this has nothing to do with the nationality, honestly. I don't, I don't, uh, I get I get people in my DMs all the time saying, oh, you only like English players. And I'm like, well, one of my favourite Chelsea players is Zola. So, like, not really. Um, you know, it's got nothing to do with nationality, honestly. Like, I just, it's just, I just think it's time for him to move on. And, that you know, we've got young, we've got young, talented wingers with potential. You know, Madwiki, we've got like uh, Mudrick still, and I still think he's got a lot of talent and a lot of potential. Um, Raheem Sterling's not going to go anywhere this season, I don't think. And uh, somebody will get onto that in a minute, I suppose. But uh, so I think, you know, he needs to, I think he needs to move on uh, and we'll take money for him and, and, and sell him. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you know, American here, I would say it is time for. Pulisic to move on. I just don't think it's worked well since year one with Frank Lampard, and that's the truth. The player hasn't responded um, in numerous situations, roles, managers, positions. It's just it's just time to cut your loss and call a spade a spade. It didn't work out. Thanks for your service. Best of luck somewhere else. All right, next one up. This one comes to you, Travis. What do you do, Mukailo Mudrik? Very strange how we paid so much money for the kid to not use him a whole lot. I mean, I think we didn't lose him a whole lot, use him a whole lot just because he wasn't very good for a whole lot of the season. Uh, I mean, his best performance was his initial cameo against Liverpool. And that had us all like seeing stars. Like this was going to be the greatest signing we've ever made since Hazard. And then he just completely didn't live up to any of that. And, you know, if we had had a crystal ball, and we're able to just look ahead to how this season would go for him, I think we let Arsenal have. That being said, when Pochettino had Son, Son wanted to leave. And, you know, I'm reading through the book now. Like, it talks a lot about, like, yeah, Son wanted to leave. And then they convinced him to stay, and they sharpened him up to the player he is now. And I'm really hoping Mudrik is going to be that guy that – you know, even though he's not really lived up to any any of his prices so far. And we say this a lot with a lot of these players with Potch, like he should be able to get to a much better place by the end of next season. And, you know, there's a lot of other controversies about him, like how, like some of the ways he talks about other people. So maybe, you know, a good year of maturing and a good year of, you know, sharpening and polishing himself up. And suddenly we see that Mudrick against Liverpool again more consistently. And that's really what we're banking on. We're not going to sell him. We have no way to loan him. He's going to stay. So we have to make the best of this situation. We have to, you know, bring him to the level of ability he can reach, not just as a player, but just as a person. Yeah. I. It, it's going to be a project with him. Um, 
and just see how he'll develop over time. But I think, like you said, you know, we've seen the cameos, we've seen the encouraging things with him. So I, I think I think Pochettino will be able to get a get something out of out of Mudrick with time, but it's just going to take some time. All right, next one up um, is for myself, and this is Raheem Sterling. Jeez, gosh, um, oof. Man, okay, I'm just going to be very blunt <laughs> with this. Raheem Sterling wasn't good last year. He just was not good. I, I, I don't – and, you know, I, I, I've had this discussion with some, you know, some folks, and it's not – everything that Raheem did well at Man City, it's not like he forgot how to do it It's at Chelsea. But it's just – it just doesn't look like the system or, well, or lack thereof <laughs> that, we, that we were playing last year is going to at all benefit Raheem Sterling. I just – Oh, I, I, I don't know what we were thinking with that move. He just doesn't look like he's a good enough footballer for what we're asking to do. And he just, again, he doesn't really fit the profile of where we're moving. He's just going to block Matuweki. He's going to block, you know, even Mount out on the wing if we had to shove him there. He's going to block, you know, Mudrik. He's he's just going to block a lot of the people that we could be putting out there. They're going to fit more of what we're doing. And good Lord, his wages are ridiculous. Like, uh, uh, it's just another one of those players I think we're stuck with, unfortunately. I don't think there's going to be any buyers for him, if I'm being realistic. There sure as hell won't be a loan for him with those wages in his age. Man, I, I think that we're stuck with this, and I think we're just going to kind of have this black sheep of the wingers, Um, you know, in terms of the squad fit, the profile we're moving to, you know, where we're moving. I don't even know how Raheem Sterling fits in all that well for – for Podge, I'm not even really sure where that is and what that might look like, what that would look like. Man, I, here's where I'm honestly at with Sterling. I would sell Sterling. If there is an offer that comes in that's $40 million-ish, I would probably just wash my hands of the player and say, all right, you know, it was cool. Maybe it would have worked had the guy who recruited you stayed. We all know how that shook out. It's not really looking like there's a whole lot here financially better for the club to probably cut what losses they have to cut and move on. I would say so. I know, Ola, you got some stuff to say on Sterling here. Go ahead and get your thoughts on it. Yeah, I think I think the problem we had with Sterling was we didn't know what we were getting. Because I remember I raised concerns that for what Chelsea needed, Sterling was not the guy. We got a player who who was successful, but we didn't seem to know why he was successful. And for a winger to be uh, recognized for his off-the-ball qualities, it means he's a very specific type of winger. He, he creates chances. I mean, he led us in big chances created in the league this season. But... For what we needed, Sterling was not a good fit for our team. And he came from a team where he scored a lot of goals, which was part of what attracted us to him. But he scored those goals because other people were creating the chances. And I think it's we have to be very careful. Players we, we get from hyper-successful teams because we get interested in players and there's maybe some laziness. I'm, I'm not insinuating that whoever selected um, the Sterling uh, name was lazy. Actually, I am insinuating that. I think it was quite lazy. Because I don't know what 
the person expected Sterling to bring to us, I think it was it was Tuchel's target anyway. I don't know what Tuchel expected Sterling to bring. We don't create nearly enough chances. We don't. The team as a unit doesn't create many chances. So Sterling's fit in the team was questionable from the start, and then he scored three goals under under Tuchel, and didn't score again until like May or. March or something like that. It was it's it's not been a successful signing at all. And we threw we threw money at him. We we offered him the highest amount of money we could offer a player in terms of wages. And now we don't know what to do with him. I still think our best bet, because I agree with uh, with um, with Travis, I don't think anyone will pay us money for Sterling. I think our best bet is see him on that Potetino and hope that it was a coaching issue all this while. Because there's, there's reason to believe that, you know, no one actually performed well under the set of coaches we had this season. So, but as, as it is, as it's looking right now, it's looking like a, 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 a very, very poor transfer dealing from where we're standing. Score, I think you had some thoughts on Sterling. Do you want to go get those as well? Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I've always been a fan of writing Sterling and, and I was happy when we signed him. Uh you know, he's not had a great season. Uh, he was out for two months with injury as well, I think, something like that. Um, he's still got nine goals and four assists, which uh, in 38 games, which, you know, in terms of um, stats isn't isn't awful. But the level of his performance needs to improve 100%. And like we can't I mean like Pulisic and Zayek are probably gonna leave. Uh and then we're gonna have a, and then we'll have a, you know Kai could leave as well, which we'll probably get to. And then we'll only have two wingers apart from Sterling. Uh and I actually I I'm probably in a minority here, but I actually think he could someone who could thrive under Pochettino. Um and uh his intensity of football, he will get him working again because Pochettino doesn't accept people who won't he won't work, basically. He won't get away with waltzing around the pitch like he was this season uh, with Pochettino. So, uh, I, you know, I, I I, think he can still play a role for us. Uh, and I, I, I think he will be here next season. And obviously next summer, if it's still not 100% working out, then you can move him on next summer. Uh, but... Um, the reality is, I think he's going to be here next season, whether we want to sell him or not. Uh, and um, and I still think he can do he can do a job for us. I think you know if he got nine goals and four assists in thirty eight games this season, maybe next season he can do get more than that. Um, but I understand people's frustrations with him. I definitely do, uh, and he's definitely got to step it up next season. Uh, I still think that he can be a kind of. I I definitely see the benefit of seeing having experienced heads around and not having 22, 21 year olds uh, in the squad. Um, but I also kind of understand the frustration that people have with him. So uh, that's that's kind of what I what I think of him, what I think of that situation. And I think he will he will be with us next season unless unless we get a good offer and then we can find a replacement. Um, we have we probably have to bring in a winger if we if we sold him because of other people leaving. So. Uh, but yeah, so that's my view on that. Like, and uh, you know, if we got a good offer for him, and then we can get a lease from from Palace, 
for example, then yeah, maybe, but I don't think that's going to happen. So uh, yeah, that's my perspective on that. Yeah, it'd be very interesting to see where that ultimately shakes out with Raheem Sterling. Um, could see both ways. Maybe he gets better next year. Who knows? Um, next up, and Travis, since you kind of didn't get any thoughts on Sterling, I'll let you take this one over. This one's going to be pretty tough. It's Armando Broya. What do you do with him? So I, I might be in the minority here, but I think if he had stayed fit for the full season, our entire circumstance is vastly different. Like our lack of an actual striker all year hurt. And, you know, maybe like Rose is not like the best striker in the world, but just having someone available that knows how to do those things naturally is vital. And I think our season really, our season unraveled for a lot of reasons, but I think it kind of started when Broja got hurt and we lost that actual striker besides Yang to lead the line. I don't think he should be like the starting striker next year. I don't necessarily think Pochettino is going to turn him into Harry Kane. And I can see the value in loaning him as he recovers from his injury, but I think keeping him as a backup to whatever striker we get, if we can get a striker, I think he'll come good for us. And I think he'll be very important for us in the long term. There's obviously lots of question marks about it, and we haven't really seen him for long enough time to know like where his body's at. But from what little I saw of him at Chelsea and what I saw of him at Southampton, there's something to work with there. And I understand that's outdated information now, but you know, I, I'd keep him around as our backup striker. Even if we have to do Kai Hoggerts as the main striker again, I think just having Broja able to come on and offer, you know, the more natural skill set is just going to be huge for us. And I think if we had had him all season, we're not talking about us being in 12th. Maybe we're only talking about the conference league, but we're in a much better position just because we have someone that knows that kind of role, that knows how to play that position. Yeah, I man, that, that injury for him was just so catastrophic in terms of when he when he did have it. Um but you know, we don't have very many options there. Um so I definitely can see, you know, give him some time, get back, get get some minutes with us this season. It's gonna be hard to uh, get a loan for him coming off an ACL. Um Next one up, I think this one, this will go to, um, you know, I think we'll stay on brand here a lot. <laughs> what do you do with Akeem Ziyech? Ah, uh, Akeem Ziyech. I think we should sell him. I think we've uh, we've tried, we've not actually tried as much as I would have loved. Um, we've not actually tried as much as I would have loved, but I think we've... We've come we've come a, a long enough way now that there's no point uh keeping him around. Uh we can hope or where I can hope that Potetino is interested in keeping him, but it's been what four or five managers now. So I think at this point he was on the verge of joining PSG in the winter last last season and um it's it it broke down. He wasn't getting that much game time. He started seven games, seven league games all season. Uh, I would like to 
believe that he can still work out. But I think for Hakim Ziyech and for Chelsea, it's just better for us to for us to for us to cut it and and let him play straight elsewhere. We we are more more forwards have come through the door. And while I still think that he, he gives us something that many other players don't give us, I think it is still important that we 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 are honest with ourselves and if but no one team fine, then that's a different case altogether. But if anyone offers us money for him, I think we'll let him go. It's we've 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 come we've come a long way in the journey that there's no point pretending that there's um there's there's any plan for us to revitalize him. So I think we should sell. I would agree with you on that one. It just hasn't worked out. You know, he has a skill set. It's not worked for us. It's you know, it is where it is. Unfortunately, I was really excited for Hakeem Ziyech when we purchased him. Uh, score, I'll give you this one. Kind of another interesting one. What do you do with David Fofana, our, our young striker? Mm, yeah, you give me the easy ones, don't you? Uh, I'm just joking. Just the way the list went down. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, no, I, I I think this is a... We need to loan him. I think we need to give him... He needs to play regularly for his development. Uh, he's not going to do much sitting here on the bench. If we sign a striker, he's going to be the third choice striker. So, yeah, I think he needs to go on loan to again. If I qualify that to the right club where he's going to play every week in a league that's suitable um, at the right team, he's playing the right way, uh, and let him develop, let him build confidence, let him you know figure out his game. Then he comes back next summer, and you assess. And make a decision about what happens then. That's what I think we should do with him. Uh, I think he's not really had an opportunity. You know, it's been stories about his training. Uh, you know, whatever. I think it's. I think. I think the best thing for him is to go away and get, like, like a lot of players, get confidence back, play regularly, develop, uh, and then come back next year. And maybe he can impress in preseason next summer and maybe he'll get into the squad then and then we'll see what happens yeah pretty good pretty good some uh summary there uh for Fofana it you know Travis you finally get a pretty difficult I mean you got it's pretty difficult ones to start off with Mount but uh give you another one here Kai Havertz keep loan sell 2023-2024 season all right so I am I'm over Kai I, I am of the mindset that as as much as we've seen of him at Chelsea, this is as good as it's going to get. You know, I don't think he's a bad player. I think he has all the tools to be an excellent player. It's just not going to happen at Chelsea. And that's not unusual for us. And I know, you know, some people might start talking like, oh, it'll be like another, another KDB situation. No, it'll be more like a Mohamed Salah situation where – We've seen him play for Chelsea, and it's not been good enough. And it's not even just last year. Like, overall, I don't think Kai has come anywhere close to living up to his profile. He's not a striker. He's not a – you know, people say, like, oh, play him in his best position. I don't know what his best position is because at different times in his Chelsea career, I've seen him play in all kinds of roles, and none of them have wild. 
if Real Madrid comes in for an with an offer of honestly, I'd take anything over fifty million for him. If a club comes in with that kind of offer, I think you take it and use it to reinvest in players that we can build around long term because that's what Kai needs. Like he needs a change in his situation. And we can't be a club that builds around him in a way that he's going to succeed. If it was going to happen, it would have already. And I, I like, I like his work rate. I like his abilities and all of that, but I just don't believe it's ever going to come together at Chelsea, no matter who the manager is, no matter who we surround him with. Like it's like a Fernandez, a Fernando Torres situation for me. Like you can get all these players to support him. But at the end of the day, like, it just might not be the right fit. And, you know, that that's ultimately why I'm going to say sell him if the right offer comes along. If the right offer doesn't come along, yeah, see how he does it with Pochettino. But I can already tell you it's going to be, like, 7 out of 10 at best. And for what he's supposed to be, that's just not good enough. Yeah, I, I think that's really the reality of where we are with Kai Havertz, right? We've given him like every chance possible. We've done so much. He's played all over the pitch for us other than like center back and wing back and things like that. And every time it just feels that, yeah, there's a player there, but is it ever going to is it ever going to be unleashed? And when you've shuffled around the park all those ways, you maybe just have to accept that, yeah, there's some talent there and it's going to be shown in streaks and in, in patches, but it's never going to be consistent. I think that's where we are with Kai Hobbards. And it's going to be really tough to sell him, right? It sounds like we've already priced uh, potential buyers out of a move from how much we're quoting them. But yeah, I would agree there. I just think it's time to move on. And, and, and we're really trying to go to a new era, I think, of the club. And, you know, he's kind of a remnant of some past things. So I, w- I would probably move him on there. Um, the next one up is uh, Nani Madueke, and I'll take this one. Um, I think this is a guy you have to really build around on that right wing next season. And that's really why one of the big reasons I want to move on from Raheem Sterling is to keep Madueke and to really give him more time in the first team and in the eleven. So I think that we started to see towards the end of last season how effective that he can be uh, out on those wings. He has some things to polish. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of his game that still needs to develop, particularly like his, his rapid decision-making of like when to release the ball or when not to, right. He's really good at beating his man and getting down the line, but there there's other aspects of his, of his game that are still lacking. And I think that's where he's going to really have to take some strides next season. But I think I see enough there that I'm encouraged to give him you know, give him the chance to to take those strides next season and develop for into something for us. Um, you know, he he really did show a lot of talent, um, but I think it's going to be now that that really good coaching from Pochettino that's going to get the best out of him in the ways that we would like to 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 see that. So I I would keep Matoweki this season. Um, I think that's going to be a good move for us. Um, next one up, this goes to you, Ola. What do you do with Harvey Vale? This one is easy for me. This is uh, I think we should loan him out. Uh, I think the I saw I saw rave reviews about Harveyville last season, and many fans got irate that Tuku didn't include him in the last lineup for the season, uh, the game against Watford, and I just felt it was um I didn't really see it 
because I think many people were felt Javier impressed relative to his to his peers, and the whole Chelsea under twenty three didn't do that well that season. So I I wonder I wouldn't have been angry if he got the chance in the first team, but it wasn't for me a reason to be mad that he didn't. I think nothing is guaranteed at the top level. I think even players that are coming through at 16, that are playing for their senior clubs at 16, 15, 17, I don't think they are playing there just because they are there. I think there's something, the manager has to see something. So I think there is that. I think uh, from consensus, he's a talented, um, he's a talented player. He's still quite young, which is good, which means that we don't have to, he doesn't have to become, you know, the face of the franchise anytime soon. He can still go, learn his trade, get a loan, uh, do his thing. I think um, loans are extremely important, especially for players coming out from academies as good as Chelsea's. Uh, the Chelsea Academy is very good because they teach players many things uh, at a fundamental level and they need to use these things as quickly as possible and as often as possible and that is how they build their skill set uh, Mount went on loan Rhys James went on loan Chaloba went on I think two loans so I think Javier should go on loan I don't think it matters where as long as it's championship or up I think he should get a loan play his trade uh, let's, let's watch him play regularly, week in, week out, see what he's good at, see what he needs to improve on. If you get that, it doesn't even need to go on another loan. You can work with him from there. Not that you can't work with him now, but there are a lot of players in the team, and even with a lot of people going, a lot of players leaving, they would, we are going to bring in more players. So before Javier is the next man up to, to get a chance to impress, it would be quite a lot of people before, before it comes to him. So I think a loan would be perfect for Ville. Yeah, I would largely agree with that in almost every way. I think it's time to give him a loan. All right, next one up. This one comes to you, Score. What do you do with the once-promised star boy, Calum Hudson-Odoi? I think this one is relatively simple. Um, so, uh, huge talent. You know, had huge potential. Um, got that injury and has not really been the same since. Um, the loan that Bar Leverkusen didn't really work out for him. Uh, I think he needs a fresh start. Maybe a step down somewhere, like um, somewhere he's going to play, somewhere that's going to allow him to build his confidence up and get his career back on track. Um, you know, I think I don't think there's a role for him at Chelsea and we need to move him on. Very, it's sad because I, you know, it's a shame because he had such talent and such promise, and we all wanted it to work out with him, but it's just not worked out. And uh, so I would sell him. You know, it's good. It's good profit on the books as well. So, yeah, sadly, I would sell him and uh, wish him well for the future. You know. Yeah, I completely agree with that. It's really unfortunate how that situation is all shaken out or shaken out, but uh, you know, it is what it is. So. I think we have to just accept the reality. And, you know, here we come, you know, we have, um, you know, Christopher and Kunku who's coming in. Um, I, I mean, I think, 
I mean, we literally just signed the guy, so I don't really know a whole lot to say other than keep, right? Like, we're, we're, we're clearly not going to do anything but keep him. So that brings us to the final player of this keep, loan, sell episode. It is Big Romello Lukaku. <laughs> what do we what do we do with Lukaku, guys? Well, we know he's not going to stop us from winning a European trophy next season. So there might not be an issue. Like, I'd love to live in a reality where selling Lukaku is a viable option. It's not. I don't think we're in that reality. I mean, if you're going to loan him, your option's basically back to enter. And, you know, how many times does he have to steal a European trophy from them before they don't want him back anymore? I mean, he didn't even start the final, you know. I, I still think he's a fine enough player that if we were forced to keep him, it wouldn't be a disaster, even though he definitely doesn't really want to be there. And, you know, Pochettino will probably, like, pull his hair out trying to make him press and everything else. But I just can't see a way we get rid of him. That allows us to go buy another striker. So it's such a tricky situation with Lukaku because we know what we want to do, but we just, I don't think we're able to do it. And if we're stuck with him, like how can we get the best out of him when he really probably won't fit what we need overall? Yeah, I, I man, we don't have any options with Lukaku. I think this is the reality. We we don't. There are, uh, ostensibly, there's like one potential buyer in Milan. The player has no interest to play anywhere but Inter Milan. The player has not had very good form for quite some time. Um, basically rules out any other buyer. Likely does not fit what, what Pochettino is going to do. It's just, oh man, it, th- this whole situation is just an entire quagmire of mistakes from, from top to bottom. Um, you know, how we actually got the player, the interview, Moving back to Milan, they not having any money, but yet yeah, it's, it's just this is just such a mess. I mean, I, we're, we really don't have any choice but to probably loan him back to Inter Milan. I bet he would barely even try for us if we tried to keep him. You know, I I, I lived in a you know for maybe a week. I lived in a fantasy world. I'm like, well, you know, maybe Pochettino will get something out of Lukaku. But uh, I think that was all just ridiculousness uh, from my own self, and even trying to think that. There's no way this guy's going to do anything for us. He's not really going to do much for Inner. He's not going to do much for anybody else. We're probably going to eat this cost for the rest of time until he's off the books. That's that's the unfortunate reality because he's a depreciate. His value is depreciated so so much from when we purchased him uh, in the summer of 2022 um, or the summer of 2021. Excuse me. Um, it, it's just been a disaster from start to finish. Cannot believe this is what we did with with a hundred plus million dollars. I mean, just just as an aside, it still frustrates me that we dropped that much money on Lukaku, but refused to just see the opportunity. Right, that was well. If we just pay, you know, a percentage, you know, thirty percent more, we could have gotten Erling Holland, assuming the player would have wanted the move. I think that's probably why we didn't get him. Uh, I I think. Uh, sorry, I want to. I think Lukaku is a perfect example that many of the things fans and maybe clubs look at or focus on when 
they are targeting transfers are not the things to look at. When we said about Lukaku before he came in that he was a leader because he led um, Inter to a league title, which he did. Men who said he was a leader, men who said he was um, he had um, Premier League experience, which he did, and but that had nothing to do with what we needed. And he was extremely expensive. It was not a bargain buy. He was 28 at the time, 100 million. We made him our highest earner. And five months into the season, he goes blabbing his mouth to Sky Italia. That for me is the, is the there is nothing on leader like more than granting interviews, talking about your expressing your displeasure at the situation going on in the club. You are here on a five year deal. Okay, fine. Tuku promised you stuff. Let's let's see. Tuku promised you things. It's it, you are, you are five months in and you're already expressing yourself to the press. So that's what Swami was, you know, and hopefully he's a is an example of what not to do when making transfers because it has been yeah i was i was saying lukaku lukaku's transfer was chelsea fans were excited about many things and many of those things didn't matter they said he had unfinished business uh, he was here before and he left and he didn't make it here he had something good going at inter and he left it all up and came and spent the season at uh, at chelsea and then he he goes he goes back to Inter and they've more or less already replaced him. He started zero games in the Champions League. Zero games in the Champions League. So I think it was it was a I, I've said before that I wouldn't call the Lukaku transfer a flop because he, he we didn't create that many chances for him. So we didn't actually give him the 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 platform to succeed. But at the same time it was not a it was not a successful transfer because Whatever we, we we expected from the deal, we didn't get it. There is nothing we expected from the deal that we got. Even a, a, a professional uh, demeanor, we also didn't get that because he went to Sky Italia five months into his into his stay. So it was it was it was the the transfer was an ill. Uh, it may be easy to say that now because at the time we needed a striker. That is true, but whether Lukaku was the right man was. What many people didn't evaluate well. Many people thought Chelsea played the same, the same style of play with Inter because we played the three at the back. And I tried to get people to understand that we are very different from Inter. The only thing we have in common is formation, not even formation. The, the, the three at the back. It was it was it was vastly different. And Lukaku's role in the Inter team was was probably not the role that Tuku wanted him to play for Chelsea. The question then is, if that is true, then why was Lukaku bought? So it was... There are many things to regret about the Lukaku deal, unfortunately, and we just hope that it opens our eyes to, to future transfers so we don't make this kind of mistake again, because that's a lot of money down the drain. Oh, absolutely. To waste a huge amount of money. What do you what do you have to say about this one, Score? What do you think about Romelu Lukaku? I just... Yeah, just uh, such a fiasco for me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's been a complete nightmare. Uh, don't know why. I mean, there's no point going over it now. Like, it was a bad decision all around. Um, I don't know why we, we did it. I, uh, I don't even know why he did it, really. Like, cause he didn't, it looks like he didn't even want to play in the first place. Um, yeah, and we just have to, 
you know, loan him out again and, you know, hope he has a good line this year and then maybe get something for him, uh, you know, and or maybe, you know, the Saudis will come, the Saudi club will come for him uh, at some point, maybe. We've got to hope. But, yeah, um, it's just a mess. We need to just, just loan him out. You have to take a bit of a... A loss, just do it. Get him, get him, get him away. Don't let him be come back to the training ground. Um, just, just you know, move. Get him, get him away where he wants to be, and just, uh, yeah, move on because he's not part of the future at Chelsea. He doesn't even want to be at Chelsea, and we need to move on from him as well. That is the truth of it, right there. The guy does not want to be at Chelsea, and I, you know, I heard this. Theory by Jordy Collins. He kind of put it out there. Um, yeah, I think he's, uh, you know, at, uh, you know, Jake Hardy on Twitter. Um, and he kind of said he, he really, at the end of the day, questions the legitimacy of the entire transfer. And kind of what he was suggesting was, look, Inter Milan all of a sudden had like no money. And they sell Lukaku for a ridiculous amount of money. And then they get the player back, like basically they are paying pennies on the dollar to get him back on a loan 12 months later where he barely played for the team that they sold him for a King's Ransom to, uh, or the team that they sold him uh, to for for a King's Ransom, I should say. You know, and, and kind of what he was saying is like, not you know, not trying to be like full-blown conspiracy, but at the end of the day, it just seems very fishy that, they have no money. They just always have to do these loan deals, yet they sold and made a ton of money off the player. The player never wanted to be anywhere but there. It just all seems very strange when you really start to add a lot of things up. And I think that, you know, what you just said, score is the main reason. He doesn't want to be here. He's not going to have a good influence on the training ground. And he, the potential to cause problems far outweighs the potential benefits because, truthfully, ever since he has stopped playing for Antonio Conte, his form has not been that great. I mean, it really hasn't. We had some very good performances early on, um, and then he got hurt, and then the interview came out, and it was all over, right? So his form has not been that good for, like, 18 to 20 months. And just – it's not even like he was a nailed-on starter for Inter Milan every single match. You got to move this guy on if you can, but there's no options. So it's going to be probably one of the worst financial deals for us. It's going to be significantly worse than Kepa Rizapalaga was on a financial side. Um, so with that, I think that will wrap up yet a great uh, another great episode for us in the 2023 uh, Keep Loan Sell. Um, thanks a lot, guys, for your time. I really appreciate it. It's been, you know, we've been on here for over two hours total for all of these uh, different parts of the squad. So Thanks again for, you know, taking the time out of your day. And for all the listeners out there, really appreciate that um, continued, you know, listenership and, you know, dedication to our to our content and, and the efforts we have. So appreciate that. And we are hoping for a better season next year. And all we can do then is keep the blue flag flying high. And I'll talk to you all next time. Thanks for listening.